This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From Jordan-Hare Stadium to Auburn Arena. From the Plains to the recruiting trail and all points in between. If it's Auburn, we've got it covered. Did I say War Eagle or War Eagle? That's it? War Eagle. This is the Auburn Undercover Podcast with Brandon Marcello. Everybody, it's Brandon Marcello uh, joining you live via tape delay uh, on I-75 North as I drive a part, a portion of the leg from uh, Gainesville back to Auburn. Uh, as most of you know, Auburn, Auburn, a 24 to 13 loser at number 10, Florida, number seven, Auburn, um, just completely disjointed uh, offensively. Some of it of its own doing, but most of it, uh, Florida's defense. It's aggressive, uh, athletic, very athletic defense up front. Um, and so I'm just going to spend this time here on this podcast as I drive um, discussing my initial thoughts from the game. This is me without, uh, you know, reviewing film or, uh, you know, looking at the game again. This is me from just watching the game live after writing a few articles and then jumping in the car to start driving back home. Um, the, the number one thing that stands out to me is obviously Auburn only getting 269 yards of offense. Um, it's kind of inexcusable. I, I know Auburn starting a true freshman quarterback in Bo Nix. You got you got to do better than that on the road, especially when you force four turnovers. Auburn had the ball inside Florida territory four times in the first half. They got six points. You're just you're just not going to win games doing that, it, home or away. Um, but credit to Florida's defense for keeping them in it. Uh, Bo Nix threw three interceptions, one late when the game was kind of in hand. But Bo, um, he looked like a freshman on Saturday, really for the first time all season. Um, his first interceptions, his first turnovers since uh, the season opener against Oregon. Um, he went 117 passes without a turnover until Saturday in the swamp. And um, the, the sequence that really stands out to me was there late in the third quarter and then into the fourth quarter when Auburn finally has a great drive going. Nine play, 80-yard drive. Um, Bo Nix hits Seth Williams for a 46-yard gain uh, to get to uh, uh, inside the 15. And even on that pass, Nix's pass was a little overthrown to a wide-open Williams who should have trotted in for a touchdown. Instead, he had a he stumbled a little bit because he was stretching out for the ball, trying to catch up with it, and he stumbled and, and fell. Then Auburn later uh, runs an RPO and runs a slant with Seth Williams, and Bo just throws behind him, throws it into the ground. Some miscommunication or 
just not understanding the play. I, I don't know uh, it, but I looked up at the TV <clears throat> in the press box as soon as it happened, and they showed Gus Malz on the sideline. He was just peeved off. You could tell um, that something obviously went wrong, and usually that's on on the quarterback. Um, and then, of course, um, he later throws an interception. After, by the way, a motion penalty on Auburn, backs him up to the 15. He throws an interception uh, on a pass he's trying to – well, he should have tried to float up to Sal Canella, it looked like, in the back of the end zone, but instead it gets picked off. And uh, they kneel it there. And I, I thought at that moment the game was over because, um, you know, that was Auburn's best drive and it was just kind of deflating. And still, Auburn had a chance. And then next time Bo next gets the ball – Auburn gets down to Florida's 36-yard line by running the ball. They pick up 22 yards on uh, two back-to-back carries uh, by Booby Whitlow. Then Auburn starts trying to throw it, and that's when they they got in trouble Saturday. And on third down, Bo Nix starts trying to break out roll left, then reverses field to the right and gets sacked for a 22-yard loss. And, and that was the game. That was a punctuation mark to, for everything. And then the Auburn punts, and then the very next offensive play by uh, Florida was the absolute backbreaker to Auburn's defense. It was an 88-yard touchdown run by LaMichael Perrine. I can't say his name. I'm sorry. It's late as I'm recording this on Saturday night, early Sunday. And uh, just, just not – I don't want to say this without sounding like completely negative because I know some of you are like, oh, you're so negative. But for Auburn to lose the way they did, where they were about to look like to take the lead somehow, some way, when they were down 17 to 13, instead, Knicks throws an interception in the end zone, and then they lose 24 to 13, despite forcing four turnovers on the road, guys, and starting four possessions on Florida's side of the field and you lose and you only score 13 points, that's troublesome. And, and and what's troublesome to me is what would have this game been like if Auburn forced no turnovers? What would this game have been like if it they'd forced two or one or even three? And I know it's hypotheticals and everything, but guess what? Football is all about hypotheticals. You don't know what's going to happen until you call the play. Otherwise, why they play the game? Everything's hypothetical in college football. So I actually kind of, you know, a coach just goes, well, that's a hypothetical or something like that. You know, what if this happened or that happened? And why didn't this happen? Why didn't you run this or whatever? Well, that could happen. Not every game you're going to get four turnovers, you know. And Auburn, despite getting a season-high four turnovers, loses by double digits. That That's not a good sign to me. Not a good sign at all. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, just from talking to some of you guys, the Auburn fans and reading the body, get a message board at Auburn Undercover and your, your tweets, I, I understand there's always a very loud, vocal, minority part of the fan base that's going to be negative about a game like this. And everybody's going to have a twinge of negativity about it anyway. And I'm not necessarily feeding into that, but – what should be concerning well before I get into the concerns, my concern, but the issue here for me is and, and from talking to you guys and listening to you guys is that for the fan base, it's almost like the rest of the season's predictable to you. Um, 
you, you see it happening. Auburn's going to have an off week. They're going to go to Arkansas. They're probably going to look pretty good. Then they're going to go to LSU and get beat again, where they haven't won since 99. They'll come back home, beat Ole Miss, and then they'll play Georgia. There will be some hope there, but a lot of you will think that's a loss. Sanford a win, and then Alabama, you think, is going to be a loss. That's what a lot of you think, and it's predictable. So where's the excitement of the season? Well, you'll get excited on game days and going into the games, but this loss at Florida, more than anything, confirmed that, at least for me, that if Auburn faces an above-average defensive line, they're probably going to lose um, because the offense can't do much against it. The offensive line struggled today. Now, Florida's defense is great. Their defensive front's great. But I don't see Auburn's schemes or anything where they're going to beat teams that are more talented than them defensively when Auburn's on offense. I, I don't see it. Um, and that's an issue. And like I said, I'm not that I hate, I hate like placing blame on players and stuff, but the offensive line is, is average for Auburn. I think we all know that. Um, I'm sure the players know that, but listen, I'm average <laughs> to below average myself, but, and I know that, but, um, you just got to look at this from that prism. And I think that's what gets Auburn fans so upset over these last several years under Gus Malzahn is that when you face teams that are more talented than you, it's it's a loss. And listen, you know, it's like a computer simulation. You know, if a team's more talented in a computer simulation, they always win. But it just seems like I guess Gus Malzahn's kind of like a computer simulation. When he faces a team that's more talented, he loses. There hasn't really been a huge upset in his career when it comes to talent. You know what I mean? When he's really, like, kind of outmatched talent-wise. Um, you know, you might sit there and argue, well, Alabama and Georgia in 2017. No, the, there there wasn't that much of a gap then. There wasn't. Auburn had a great running back in Kerryon Johnson, a great quarterback in Jared Sidham in a great defense, and both games were at home. 2013, Auburn was four and Alabama was one, and Auburn won it on a uh, on a miracle play that wasn't necessarily a scheme offensively, and Auburn had a good offense, an amazing offense that season. Um, Georgia, I, I, you know, that was a game Auburn dominated early and had to come back uh, to win it. But I, I can't. I'm, I'm I'm struggling to sit here and think. When when have I watched a game where I've seen Gus Malzahn coaching as head coach, and went that team's more talented than Auburn on defense compared to Auburn's offense, and Malzahn out schemed them and 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 beat them. I can't think of it. Now there's times when a team's a little bit better and he beats them. Sure. And then, of course, those home games, like I mentioned, against Alabama and Georgia two years ago. But Saturday, it was so obvious that Florida's defensive front was so much better than Auburn's offensive front. 
Um, obviously, in the running game with Auburn struggling to run the ball, um, you know, Auburn finished above 200 yards of offense, but it was still tied for the 13th worst offensive performance under any Gus Malzahn coach team or offense in his 14th seasons as a college coach or coordinator. And it was close to being in the top five, if not worse, until that 80-yard 80, 80 drive at the end of the third quarter. I mean, it was almost it was almost way up there. And you guys know that. I mean, you watched the game. It was just ugly. And so, <clears throat> so that goes into my concern here when I'm talking about scheme and all that stuff. If, if Auburn's offensive line is just average, what – it makes it predictable. So what's going to happen to LSU? What's going to happen against Georgia's defensive line? What's going to happen to Alabama's defensive line? Though I think Alabama's defensive line is maybe not as great, but it's still talented. Um, and I think a lot of fans who obviously pay attention to Auburn closely will sit there and say the same thing after watching this game today. Um, I did not go into this game thinking Auburn was going to struggle to do anything on offense. I particularly did not think that Auburn would get the ball on Florida's side of the field for free with turnovers, thanks to a great defensive performance, four times in the first half and come up pretty much empty just with two field goals. That's a problem. And as Gus Malzahn said, listen, now that he's a play caller, he is shouldering all the blame, and he kept taking the blame at his press conference uh, on Saturday. He said they got to get better, and he said there were there were weaknesses exposed today. Absolutely. And one of those weaknesses for this Auburn offense is their offensive line when they go against exceptional defensive lines. And, you know, you might say, well, yeah, of course. When anybody goes gets an exceptional defensive line or defense, they're going to struggle. Well, the problem is in the SEC, there are a lot of exceptional defensive lines, including Auburn's. But for Auburn's offense, that's not a good thing here in the back half of the schedule. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this game and particularly the noticeable absences of a few star players after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Auburn got away from a few things that they really rely on offensively Saturday. You didn't see the jet sweep often. You didn't see any reverses. Um, you saw a little bit of quick game in the past game, some screens. But the thing that was interesting to me is that after pretty much just one sweep with Anthony Schwartz where he lost four yards, uh, Auburn abandoned it completely. Um, and that was his only touch of the entire game. He, uh, he didn't get thrown to as far as I know. He obviously didn't catch a pass. He did not um, have another carry. Sean Shivers was not involved at all, didn't touch the ball at all Saturday. Joey Gatewood did not come in and play quarterback for the first time, I believe, all season uh, in a package at all, even with Auburn struggling on third downs. Auburn only had one first down in the first half besides that touchdown. Touchdowns count as first downs, by the way, which I'm sure a lot of you know. But Auburn only had one first down. It was a pass to Will Hastings, 13-yard game. And I kept sitting there thinking at halftime, like, well, you've got to run some wildcat or you got to put Joey Gatewood in there on the next time you go third and short. Because obviously Auburn's getting pushed around up front. You're not getting the push you want. So what you got to do is you got to put an extra lineman up there and then also just snap it directly to the player who's going to run the ball. Just do that. And Gus never did it. He never brought Gatewood in. He never ran Booby Whitlow in the Wildcat formation. It's the first time I think all season both of those things or either of those things did not happen. And Gus mentioned, you know, hindsight and all that, you know, maybe we would have done it. That's something we're definitely going to have to review. But – it's almost like Gus got, you know, so focused on trying to run the ball with what he had with Booby Whitlow and Cam Martin a little bit and then go play action deep that he wanted that to work so much he was going to keep doing it until it started working and then he'd expand from there. And it obviously never happened. They got run they they started running the ball um fairly successfully late in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter. But then they started going through the air, and Bo Nix was making big mistakes. Um, and as I said, the, cons- the concern for me for Auburn is that offensive line. Um, obviously, Florida is very talented defensively, very athletic, very fast. But Auburn's going to go against defenses like that again this season. Um, so I- I'd be interested to hear from you guys because I've seen some of your responses already on our message board and on Twitter where you're just kind of expecting this to be a, you know, nine win ceiling year where you think it's probably more or less actually going to be an eight win season with wins remaining against Samford, Ole Miss and Arkansas and losses to LSU, Georgia and Alabama. Now, my personal opinion is that Auburn can beat Georgia. I think that. I've said that since the preseason. I'm not sure they can beat Alabama. I'm not quite sure. I don't believe they'll beat LSU. Not on the road. Not with the way they are playing right now offensively. And especially, I mean, LSU's defense was questionable. 
They held Utah State to six points this past weekend, and I know you're saying that's Utah State, but Utah State's pretty good. Um, and that game's in three weeks uh, down in the bayou. And we all know just how cursed Auburn is for whatever reason down there. So some interesting things to kind of keep an eye on. And, and I know it's, it's, like, it's almost like it's predictable, but maybe Gus Malzahn will pull a rabbit out of his hat this go-around. You know, I, I think they're capable of beetle beating beetle <laughs> beating uh, Georgia this season. So we'll, we'll see. And Bo Nix has got to fix those mistakes. Um, he was rattled to, uh, today, Saturday. Absolutely rattled. He admitted as much. He said it was the loudest stadium he's ever been in. And, you know, they had to call a timeout at one point because he was having to communicate a check checked play to every lineman individually yelling in their ear and they had to call timeout because the play clock was running out so that's that's an issue it's just one of several issues and he's a freshman yes he's got time to grow and i think he's gonna be special he is but at some point you gotta you gotta start seeing the improvement um because some of those plays phew especially that that drive late in the third quarter Several missed opportunities on that, and and uh, you got to hit them. You got to hit one of them, and they they were there uh, for the taking. Meanwhile, Auburn's defense I thought played great. Uh, Florida's offense is not great by any means. We all know that their running game struggled. They had that long eighty-eight yard run, but b- before that, in the fourth quarter, when they broke the defense's back, so to speak, they were averaging like one point one yards per carry. Auburn's defense was getting it done. They forced four turnovers Saturday. Three fumbles in the first quarter. Derrick Brown nearly returned one for a touchdown. He's so athletic. Um, but he but he kind of stumbled a little bit. I thought the defense played great. I thought this was the best performance by the defense as a pass with the pass rush all season. And really for the last two seasons. Marlon Davidson got to the quarterback. Derek Brown got to the quarterback. T.D. Moultrie got a sack on Saturday. Um, Christian Tut, Smoke Monday. They were getting to the quarterback. I thought they, get, they did a pretty good job, um, all things considered. And obviously they did everything possible for Auburn to win this game. You force four tur- turnovers on the road, on the moon, on the planet Mars – at Jordan Hare Stadium, Jordan Hare Stadium, excuse me, uh, you win. You're supposed to win the game, and and Auburn did it, and they lost by double digits. And again, that's why I say this loss is very concerning to me about Auburn. You don't force four turnovers and lose by double digits. Auburn, of course, had its fair share of turnovers, those three interceptions by Knicks, but again. It was two turnovers and a third pick late in the game when it was all said and all the game was pretty much wrapped up. So that's concerning to me uh, about Auburn. Now, they'll beat up on Arkansas. They should, at least. They should beat up on Ole Miss. They should beat up on Samford. But the three SEC games outside of those, the big ones, the ones that the only ones really anybody really cares about are against teams that are more talented than Auburn. Uh for their defense compared to Auburn's offense, sort of. But not all of them are as good as Florida defensively. I'll say that right now. But LSU, their offense is just uh, not otherworldly, but it's, 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 
so much different than it has been in the past. Alabama's offense, we've all seen it. Their defense is a little weak, but it's not extremely weak. Georgia Georgia has its off days. I think Auburn's got a chance there. So, anyway, um, those are my thoughts. Um, as I drive up I-75 uh, here late at night, uh, I'll be interested to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, check us out at auburn.247sports.com. We have plenty of coverage, of course, up right now on the website. Um, we'll have, in, in fact, you guys need to take advantage of this while you can. We've got a special going on. I know I always talk about specials like I'm a salesman, but we got a special going on. You get two months for the price of $1. That's 50 cents a month. That's, uh, how much is two bits? I've, for some reason, I don't know how much two bits is. I should figure that out. Anyway, 50 cents for one month and 50 cents for the second month. So two months for a dollar. Usually that would cost you like 20 bucks almost. You get it for two bucks instead. And that'll take you through the season. So all, all the drama, all the wins, the loss, losses, um, off the field news, um, all our VIP content, which I don't really get to talk about on here very often do i do bring it up after the fact after our vip readers have a chance to read it for a couple of days for example uh, an insider told me going into this florida game that they would be failing anthony shorts they didn't give him four touches each game and then he had one today and i thought that was telling that kept that kept singing in my in the in my ear um in the second half when it, he was just completely negated from the game plan so anyway go sign up at auburn.247sports.com to read uh, my stuff, Philip Marshall, uh, Mark Murphy, Jason Caldwell, Keith Niebuhr. Uh, it's the best staff covering Auburn out there. Team news, recruiting news, videos, podcasts, all you want. So that's it. That's my thoughts. Auburn, a 24-13 loser at Florida. Off week coming up. And then they go to Arkansas October 19th. We'll try to pick it up later this week with another podcast, maybe even talk some basketball. Until then, I'll see you down the road.